0: Work. print tv events podcasts find out more at globalindianseries.com first and foremost is stop thinking that this is my child you know i know it's difficult but that's the most important thing the moment you start feeling it that you no know, this is my child it has to go all your conditions all your judgments everything will fall in place we have to be non-judgmental don't have the 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 attachment more to your children because once that comes you no know, you cannot get out of your judgment First and foremost, take out all the guilty feeling that you are good, you are bad, your child is good, bad, nothing like that. You're looking at your child as a completely different person. right? And as a parent, am I growing along with my child? Point number. Children will grow automatically, but am I growing as a parent or am I acting even much more worse than my child? (laughs) (laughs) Number three, every moment the child is holding a mirror and saying, Daddy, Mommy, this is the way you're behaving. Am I seeing the good behavior or am I not seeing the good behavior?
1: Hi, welcome to Partners in Upbringing. I'm Kalyani. I'm Himani. And we are parents just like you. Always on a
2: lookout. So come join us in our endeavor as we connect with parenting experts and fellow inspiring parents to know the best practices for raising
1: happy and confident children. Visit partnersinupbringing.com for podcasts, videos, blogs and to connect with experts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Partners in Upbringing.
2: You can listen to us on your favorite podcasting app. Partners in Upbringing, your trusted partner in your parenting journey. Kalyani, what are your views on the way we were parented? Do you think we can be the same way with our kids? No
1: ways. The times have changed now. I mean, I can't even imagine commanding my children. Okay, do this only because I am saying so. (laughs) (laughs) But the interesting thing is that though the times have changed, knowingly or unknowingly, we are implementing what we have been through. We are implementing the way we are parented. Because we don't know any other way.
2: Exactly. And especially while dealing with the kids of today's generation, things do go out of control. And sometimes we feel, should we like take professional help and talk to counsellor or someone? Because we have to avoid these daily clashes. And I really wonder that why was it so easy for our parents and not so easy for us?
1: Yeah, I've been through that. After every argument I have with my kids, I feel guilty sometimes helpless and to be very honest a little bit scared as well after all i want my kids to share everything with me and not distance themselves so today in the 37th episode of partners in the bringing we'll be discussing the most effective parenting style that we should adopt and is rather the need of the R for both the parents and the children having a counselor and a coaching approach to upbringing We will also be discussing the daily challenges we have with regards to discipline, getting our kids to open up to us, how to make them independent, balancing roles of both the parents, how to grow with our kids, and the most important and pressing issue we face about how can I change my child's behaviour or rather misbehaviour.
2: Today to guide us to be a coach and a counsellor to our children, We have with us Girish Panikkar, who is a parenting coach from Bangalore, India. Girish has got a diverse and interesting profile. He has worked in the corporate sector for more than 20 years in training and development. He is certified in NLP, coaching, counselling, cognitive behaviour therapy and Enneagram. And what intrigues us the most is about his personal mission to build homes where each and every parent can be a coach and counsellor to their children. Girish is also an author of Simple Parenting, the A to Z of Parenting ebook. You can find out more about him and his workshops on his page, girishpanekar.com And of course, we'll be sharing this link in the description box as well. Now, let's welcome Girish. Hi, Girish. Welcome to Partners in Upbringing. Thank you so much for being with us today. We are really looking forward to this conversation.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it's my pleasure to be a part of this program.
2: Great. Uh, girish we've noticed that from you know the time we have become parents at least and we got interested in this field we've seen that there are many coaches there are many programs happening there is a lot of awareness which is you know uh, getting spread about parenting as a subject so it's given so much thought and attention than ever before what has changed so much from the times earlier
0: okay if we look at what happened earlier no we we had at least in india we had joint families right yeah. or we had the father who would be working and the mother would be at home right and when the joint families were there there were so many people parenting was never an issue somebody would take care of children or even if they did not take it there was somebody around and people just grew as as a natural phenomenon but today we have only what father and mother and either one or two children right and the situation is, the both of the parents might be working or maybe only the father or the mother is working. But still, the other person also had the ambition of working when they were children. right? Due to yes. various reasons, the mother might have quit the job after they, they became the mother. Now, this parenting is, is, is having a challenge today because the parents are not able to give full time to children. And children have so much of exposure compared to what uh, when we were children, mm-hmm. and unless this is done, uh, uh, taken really seriously, we'll find that the next generation is going completely haywire. You know, so it's like uh, what Thomas Gordon, uh, the the greatest know uh, the person who made uh, parent effective training uh, authored the the book. What he says is, parents are always blamed, but they are not trained. All of us become parents accidentally. But after that, <laughs> it, it's all trial and error. You know, what will work? What will not work? Uh, whether uh, no, We ask our friends, we ask our colleagues, we ask our relatives. And then it's a roller coaster right through
2: I agree because whenever we talk to our moms and we ask them, what did you do when we were kids? And they say that it was never so difficult for us. I don't know what are you guys stressing about and fussing about. Like It was yes. all okay. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know how, how this has changed so much. But thanks. Uh, can you elaborate more about your personal mission to build homes where parents themselves are coaches and counselors to their children? It's a very intriguing concept and I think all of us need it than ever before.
0: Absolutely. I'll tell you why I... I thought of this when I was doing my internship at Baptist Hospital in Bangalore, uh, uh, three months of internship, what I saw was when when children come along with their parents to to the psychologist or the psychiatrist and the psychologist asks the parent to stay out and the child to express what happened to them. Mm -hmm. I was surprised to see that the children expressed so much to a person whom they were meeting for the first time and the parents had no idea of it. So this was an eye opener for me because I always feel if there is anything that the child has to express first, it has to be the parents. And if it is not the parents, then there is some gap in the way we are communicating with our children. Why are they distancing themselves from us as they grow? Actually, they should bond with us more as they grow. Right? And then I thought that we need to equip every parent to have the skills of how to be a counselor to each other. When they are down, the parent should be like like the shoulder where the children should come. When they are confused, the parent should have the skills of coaching their children so that they find the, the solutions to their problem. How can the parent ask questions in a manner, equip the child in a manner so that the child will find solutions to his problems? So this is where I thought it is very important for every parent to become a coach and counselor to their children.
1: That's a wonderful thought Girish, but on a practical basis, it's kind of tough because many a times you are a part of their problem. (laughs) I mean, uh, for example, if uh, you have a fight with the child and uh, on any issue, it can be discipline, it can be homework, academics, anything. You are arguing with the child because you know it is important for him and the child is of course not uh, on the same page. And then, you know, this: your son or daughter is down. Then how can we actually change our moods and then go into the counselor kind of a role and handle that issue in a better way?
0: Okay. Let me ask a question. I know that this is important for my child is something that I think, yes, right. Because that is my child,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. And because somebody is my child. I already have certain uh, pre-notions of what my child should be. Correct? Right. Correct or no? Yes. That's our vision. Yes. For
1: example, as an Indian parent, most of us want our kids to be good at maths, good at science. And suppose academically, the child is struggling there and is not completing his homework and that's why the parent is pushing it because unless we as a parent push sometimes there is no great output so and the child is not in sync and that's why he wants to do something else so maybe we can take this as a situation if you're okay with it and uh, build an example yes yes, yes yes
0: let me add something here see the moment i feel not i feel that this is my son or this is my daughter i already have certain expectations But spiritually, if you look at no, children are only born through us, they don't belong to us, like Khalil Gibran says, correct? No, that's a fact. They are born through us. They have a life of their own. They have an inborn blueprint, which is there. Now the parent's job is to allow that blueprint to flourish. But what are we doing? We want them to listen to what we say because we feel that is right. It is only a feeling. It need not be right. And let me tell you why this is not right. Many of the children The moment the entrance exam results are out, there are few of them, even the day before the results are out, they contemplate suicide or commit suicide. Right? And when the results are out, you will be surprised to see many of them have scored high marks. So, to the general public, my God, why he could have waited for one day? No, he would have got good results. Why did he try to commit suicide or why did he commit suicide? But the fact is, the fact is, the child took that subject because the parents wanted him to take, he knows that even if he scores well, he will have to get into a profession lifelong, which he does not like. It is not that he is not going to score well, let us get this completely inside. right? The moment we start telling our children what to do, what to do, what to do, there are many children who will agree and many children who will not agree. And even the people, children who agree to us, maybe they will do something out of compulsion, out of love for parents, but not because they wanted to do. So we need to have that dispassionate approach to our children, right? Non judgmental. Can I look at my child as an individual entity trying to live his life? And can I help the child to grow? When we have this attitude, we will not try to force. Things like, I'm not saying let them not do homework, but the way we do it will change. right? And 90% of parents have this problem. I tell my child to do this. I tell my child to do this. I'm telling her, but he does not listen. She does not listen. So the meaning is our method of communication has to change. Method of approach to our children has to change.
1: Do you suggest that we should keep on trying different things? Because we sometimes don't know what approach will work. So can you share some tips uh, to be a counselor to your child?
0: Okay, uh, for any child or for any person for that matter, Okay, when he is expressing something, Okay, whatever it is, it could be your spouse, it could be parents, it could be your friends, it could be your children. They are trying to express something, okay, saying that I will not do homework or I don't want to go to school or I anything of that. That is what they are feeling at the time. That is what they are expressing, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, our experience says that unless they do homework or unless they score well or unless they do good in economics, they are not going to. Answer. This is our experience, correct? Yes. So, yes. the first thing what we do is bring in our experience or our fear and start giving them suggestions, advice, lecture, moralizing, preaching, all these things. You're getting the point. So one person is expressing his feeling. I am saying this is not right. He will not listen to you. Take it from me. Nobody is going to listen. If you don't acknowledge their feeling or accept their feeling, only that is needed. You're getting the point. A child is trying to say something, express something which is genuine for the child, right? For the age of the child. We have grown 20, 30 years, much more. Even uh, even we are in that age, probably we would have also thought in that manner. Now, uh, can we get to the the age of the child and say, show show that uh, empathetically that you accept or you can understand his feelings? Only that he is looking for. He is not going to stop his homework lifelong, but he wants you to acknowledge that homework is a little difficult, it is boring. You accept it, he will do his homework after two days.
2: <laughs> if you are enjoying this conversation, please subscribe to us and give us a 5-star rating on the platform you are listening to. Thank you.
1: Okay. I think you're uh, right.
2: That's the only thing right. that's needed. Uh, but like you were saying that we are very persistent about you know getting a certain result out of our children. How do we uh, break this pattern of ours? Because yes, we may understand, realize this after the situation is passed and we have handled it wrongly. Mm-hmm. The in the usual way of you know are the pattern that we are used to of parenting. Right. Because a lot of times I have experienced myself that I feel so bad the way I handle such I I know that I could have done better job, but at that time it is just not possible.
0: Yeah. So what happens is at that moment we are not having our own emotions under control. No, somebody gets angry. Some people become emotional. Some people may even become physical with their children. No, sometimes they may hit and shout also. Some mothers may cry saying why my child is not listening to me some people may show the anger on the husband or or somebody else or the wife or, or vice versa that means i am not having my emotions under control at that point in time correct
1: yes
0: so in scream free parenting you know the the author what he says is when a child is not behaving in a particular manner right and i as a parent act aggressively or or in a manner which is not good to the child what message I'm telling him is Hey boy, you are at only 4, 5, 6 or 10 years old. I am 30, 40, 50 years old, but still you need to behave properly so that I can behave properly. Is that the message we want to tell the children? He is a child, right? He is growing, right? And he may have his uh, what kinds of emotional uh, outbursts. But if I react in a manner, what message I'm con- conveying to him is, fellow, you behave properly if I have to control my emotions. Is that a good thing that we want to convey to our children? No. No, no and if we don't go <laughs> to the i'll give you a small thing what we can do okay whenever such things happen right in the night before sleep write down all the good things that you're grateful for for your child okay simple yeah. things right and also write down the incident which happened and what you did which you did not like
2: mm-hmm.
0: write down that also it's very important and below that you write Next time, if this happens, how you will behave Now what this happens is it sends a message to your subconscious mind. okay, it will not happen in the first two or three times, but consistently you do it. When such thing happen, what you send message to your mind, no, that will start working. and then you'll not react in that manner and only understand if I don't react in that particular uh, time, maybe ten minutes later, I would have said something different right. That's why after doing this, I go and then hug my child and tell him, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I got angry. I should not have done all these things. We say, correct. That means that time it was wrong. But why did it happen? Because I was not able to control my emotions at that time. Right. And practicing this this will maybe after two, three times, when that incident happens, what you send message to your subconscious, at least you'll pause. And the moment you pause, everything will be okay.
2: So reflecting on your behavior, I think, is the key to change your behavior.
0: Is there anything else that you can do? I always say, parents, don't try to change your children. You cannot. Or don't try to change your husband or wife. You cannot. But try to understand them. You no, know? When you know this person is like this or this child is going to behave like this, your approach will change. But here
2: is one. I mean... So if we control and if we you know, reflect upon it and be very polite or whatever you're saying, we follow all of that. Are we not sending a message to our children that they can do whatever and we are going to still not say anything to them?
0: No, No, that's not the message. See, when did I say that accept everything that your child says and don't react? I'm saying only don't react because the moment you react, you don't have control on yourself. Right now, the moment you, you allow that pause to be there, your responses will become much more better. Right, and, and what you respond is what your child is going to take after that. Now, let's say uh, uh, that your child is not scoring well continuously. Okay, not scoring well, you've been asking to do homework, and the child is not doing them, and that's worrying you. And every time you're saying you have to do homework, you're giving all these reasons. right? Can you take responsibility for your child scoring less? Will you take no. responsibility? You will not take responsibility. No. Why will you not take responsibility?
2: Because we did our job of teaching them and coaching them.
0: So you can't take responsibility for anybody else. That's a fact of life, whether we like right. it or not. Correct? Yes. But what you can take responsibility is how you respond to what happens there. Now, when a child is scoring less, what you tell him? What you tell him is very important, how he takes it from the next time onwards. If somebody keeps on telling, him, if you score less, you don't get good in 10th or 12th, you will not get a good job. Your life will be a mess. You don't know how much hard we are struggling. That is what the child is. that what we want to convey? Or we try to make him responsible for what he wants. Right? I'm not saying don't. Don't put restrictions, but restrictions have to be in a manner that that the child will understand it and the consequences will be said that the child will change the behavior. But that depends on how you tell it. right?
1: So Girish, okay. um, yeah. as a rule, should we say that the best way to parent your child is to be a conscious parent, to first ask yourself?
0: That's the only way you could say. No,
1: you <laughs>
0: just be aware of what you are telling, what you are doing at every point in time. Right? We are always trying see every parent who comes to me says, my child is not studying, uh, my child is uh, no, not disciplined, my child does not have routines, how to change, right? you cannot change anybody, let us get this, left. I don't know if people will like it or not like it, but you can't change anybody, but you can only change the way you respond to the child or anybody anybody for that matter, right? and right. I also believe that nothing else happens outside, everything happens within yourself. Right? Yes. I call my parenting method called doing nothing method. You don't do anything outside. You do everything within. And what you do within is is what will be reflected on your child within him also, him or her. Right? Right.
2: Uh, Girish, just going a question before, uh, where you said that there was no real need for parenting because there was so much support in the earlier days. Yes. now given we cannot change the nuclear family setup that we have we cannot right and this is how it's going to only progress from here it's only going to go upwards not backwards nobody is going yes. to go back to joint family setup no so at in this situation how can we have our own support system and so that the whole burden of raising children does is not only on the parents uh, shoulders which was the case earlier and that's the change we are seeing today.
0: I think uh, when we say burden of raising children itself, we are we are considering that as a big problem, no? Something which we don't want.
2: No, like <laughs> like what you said, you know, it was it was never considered. Like parenting as a job, it's never considered. Why are there so many problems which are popping? Because parents are struggling. Why do you you are having a podcast? We are having a podcast. You are having a book. Because there is a need, because we know that people want to read this, right? Yes. yes so, yes. W- what can we change to make this, you know, somewhere close to what it was before, or can help parents in this? Yeah, situation?
0: yeah, yeah. The first thing, you no, know, which which we need to keep in mind is at least at home, both the father and mother should take equal responsibility for raising children. Number one point, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know uh, how far that is also happening. Because in all my workshops, I find 85 to 90% only women attend the workshops. Right? So first father and mother, and there is no difference at all. No difference. Father has equal responsibility. Mother has equal responsibility on the child. It does not mean that one person give all the love and affection and the other person is completely you know, uh, building his life or career or something and the child will feel it. it does not happen. And that's why we need both of them to come together and take this as as something very important in our lives, right? Because the child has not come with a, with an application. No, I want to be born on this date. The child came. Now, now it is for us to give the child the best childhood. My only, uh, what I tell everybody is, just give the child the best childhood that the child can have, right? Not pampering and all these things, so that the child can express whatever the child, the child will find his or her own way for sure, for sure. But when we have this in our mind, my, ha- my son should become this because I did not, uh, I was not able to do this as a child, right? I had a dream which I was not able to fulfill. Then we are putting something else in the mind of the child and it will not work, it will not
1: work. Um, so you got the parents, a very valid point here that no matter how evolved we are, there are many, many families wherein the parenting responsibility is majorly taken over by the moms. And when we speak to the dads, they say that, Our dads never did it, so we don't know how to do it. Or we think that the mom is doing a great job, so let her do it I'll take care of the other responsibilities. So as a child who is growing up, what is the impact a father has on his or her upbringing? You've been saying that 50% responsibility has to be taken by a father. So uh, can you just highlight the positive aspects of it?
0: See, generally, it is considered, but I, I uh, that the mother or the lady is more loving and more affectionate, you no, know, and the father is more protective type, right? Mm-hmm. And so the father, at least in our our place, what we feel, is father will provide and the mother will nurture. Yes, right.
1: That's but how it is. Is it touched. like that?
0: I, I, I fail to understand because what I feel is every man, every man has a feminine side, every woman has a masculine side, for sure. Because when the crisis arises, you will find women standing up much better than men. right? You find some emergency at home. Only the child is there. Even what the man cannot do, the woman will do. right? And that is also there with the man. His feminine side where love, affection, compassion, ep- empathy, all are there. But somehow we are withholding it or we are feeling that, no, if I carry my daughter or if I change the diapers or if I put them to sleep or something, am I not becoming man enough? I don't know that has to go completely. That has to go. I have two daughters. I have done everything that a mother can do other than feeding the child, No, which I cannot. Otherwise, everything from giving bath to feeding, to sleep, making, putting them to sleep, everything. And even now, one of my daughters is 11 uh, years old. Uh, she comes and uh, lies down with us for 10 minutes and then goes to sleep with her sister. That happens even today. And when she gets up, she needs me to be with her for five minutes. So that is what is needed. The child needs unconditional love and, and trust, affection from parents. The rest of the things, all does not matter. Does not matter at all. How much you provide them, what material things you give does not matter. Is that unconditional love being shown by both parents? That's enough. That's enough.
2: Girish, you mentioned about children will find their own way. Yes. Right. Uh, so as parents, we do, you know, it's it's kind of, very natural for us to get worried about their future. But do you, do you suggest that instead of worrying about their future, should we worry more about how we are molding them to handle their future?
0: Don't worry. Just enjoy. Exper- I will say experience your child every moment. That's more than enough. Why are we worrying? Worry is always something in the future. And worry is something that we think of which never happens. And human beings only have the ability to worry. Correct? And mothers especially. Eh? they think of things in the future which never happens which never happens enjoy experience your child see how the child is growing have joy in it that's all that's all is needed because how do we know what our child might do 20 years from today we don't know when i conduct a survey before every of my workshop i ask what do you want your child to be 20 years from today you know what every parent said I want them to be independent, they have to be loving, they have to make their own decisions, they have to be uh, responsible and they have to be financially stable. Everybody gave the same answer. Nobody said I want them to work as a president in some company. Nobody said I want them to have a four bungalow. Family. Then what are you worrying about? If your intention is the child should be loving, caring, independent, disciplined, happy. responsible, happy. right? So My interaction with my child, is it that or something else? It is something else and that's the disconnect. Every parent's intention is correct. But when I'm interacting with my child, no. Homework, tomorrow, mark, if you don't get, you'll not make a future. What will happen? That's not your intention. So my action is not matching my intention.
1: We spoke a lot about counseling the child. But can you elaborate a little bit about the coaching aspect, being a coach to your child?
0: Right, right, right.
1: See, by coaching,
0: what we mean is never giving a solution to the child, right? Asking questions in a manner so that the child will find the solutions on their own, right? Let's say a, a, a child comes and says, No, I, I don't want to go to school. What will we do? You can
2: say, You have to go to school. How can you not go to school?
0: Okay. So what happens is the problem is of the child, but solution is coming from my side, it won't work. It won't work. Right. Now, when he says he does not want to go to school, what could be the reason? According to you?
1: He doesn't like
2: Maybe his
0: teacher. He doesn't like his teacher. Okay. What else?
2: Maybe he's having some problem with the peers, the students. Maybe he's
0: having some problem with the fears. Uh, peers. What
1: else? Or he just likes to be at home and play with mom and dad. <laughs>
0: He just like, okay. These are some things which we are thinking, right? Which may be right also. But what did we do when he said he doesn't want to go to school? You have to
2: force him
0: to go. Ah. So, did we try to understand why he said it?
1: No. no.
0: So, he is saying something, there is an underlying cause for it, which we don't know. Correct? And now, what I did was, did I tell you anything or did I just ask questions? It was just simple questions. And you gave me the options, right? This is what we need to do. That is coaching. You never tell them the answer or solution for anything, but ask them certain questions so that they start thinking. The moment they start thinking, you are giving respect to their feelings and they will come out with solutions. They will stop arguments, but they will only tell what is the reason for it. Now, see, all these could be reasons, not because he doesn't like to go to school. Maybe some fellow bullied him. Maybe some teacher uh, is not uh, very good with it. Maybe in the bus, uh, somebody misbehaved with him or her. correct? Or maybe for two days, he's feeling that he wants to stay at home. But unless I know this reason, whatever I tell him, he is going to become against me because the feeling he is getting, these people will not understand me. Why the hell should I talk to them? And that's how after the six, seven, eight years old, no, the children start distancing from the parents.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because what they are trying to express, we are not trying to acknowledge or understand and only that is needed.
1: I think as a parent, we want our kids to be independent in the future. But today, sometimes we miss giving them the power to make their own decisions.
0: Yes, we are making everything for them. Mm -hmm. We are making decisions for them. We are thinking for them and who will not get frustrated?
2: I was going to, you know, I wanted to ask you this specifically, what I'm going through for the last two, three months with my daughter, very strange conversations. So for everything, which is slightly more out of the comfort zone, okay, maybe studies or music or anything, any activity, I'm being told that, you know, I don't like to do difficult things. Why are you asking me to do difficult things? Mm -hmm. And me as a parent, I'm trying to, you know, tell her that doing difficult things is the fun part. So that if you know when you can do this, you know that you're, you're smart enough. Only doing easy things is not going to get you anywhere. So how do, I, how do I get her to understand or enjoy this? Like I'm not able to get a way out of this or I'm not able to give her a convincing response to this.
0: Can you give me a specific example so that I know what are the words that you used or what she told so that.
2: So she's, I know she enjoys music a lot. She loves music and Mm. she sings also. Mm. Um, So to get her more interested or to get her, you know, the base, you know, I started doing reciting uh, the Sargam with her every day. Mm. She did it for a week. After mm. that, she's like, Anna, and then I started getting into detail. Anna, say this note now is not is a little off. Say it again. Say it again. Do it properly. And I started correcting it or getting to getting her to do the perfect, you know, sound or the note. Mm. Then she, these notes are not for me. You know, I'm just five years old. It's too difficult for me. And you know, I don't like difficult things. So, how do I respond to this? And I'm I'm just startled okay. sitting there. I don't. Okay, know is,
0: okay, is she going for music classes?
2: She used to, but now because of the pandemic, we had to stop.
0: Okay, and uh, see, it is according to me that she has to do something, correct? And we are we are coming. So according to her, that's not needed. So how, why why do you want to address that issue? Is my question. Why do you want to address that? Because I feel that. I want my child to be good. After some time, she has to learn tough, she has to become this. That thought is there in me. That's why it's coming, no? Yes. Why should that thought come? <laughs> why should it come?
2: But then if we leave everything up to them, they will never learn anything. Don't you think so? Uh, we always have this argument saying that now, whatever the easy part, whatever I enjoyed, I did. But it as soon as it's going out of my enjoyment scope, I want to give it, give up.
0: Uh, is she having any particular time for uh, music classes or uh, I mean, uh, learning yeah, this or something like that? usually in
2: the that? evening before dinner time, we do this.
0: You're doing that regularly.
2: Yes, okay. so she's enjoyed her day. She's played with her friends. She's done everything she wanted. And after mm. that, over, she has a carrot, which is the TV time, which is the screen time. My point is that as parents, we push because we know that we are pushing it for the right thing. But we always, if we, you know, give it in everything in their hands to decide for themselves, will they take the right decisions and reach somewhere? This is this is. I'll tell you, this is coming from a lack which I also had as a child. I was good at painting, drawing. Okay, the minute it it got into the sketching part, the still life, you know, where there is less of you know the interesting coloring or whatever part, and then there's more of the proportions and math and you know, where is the light and where is the shadow, etc, etc. I got bored and I told my mom that I don't want to do this mm. and my mom said, okay, if you don't want to do this, discontinue. Mm. Now I feel, oh no, that I should have done this and maybe this would have opened another career for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, uh, when you said that I was good in drawing and uh, when difficult things came my mother did not push me and now i feel that my mother should have pushed me okay now this is something which happened in your past correct and your mother did whatever she felt was right okay now relating this is where most of the parents know start relating to either their unfulfilled dreams and try to push it on the children it won't work for the simple reason we are thinking that probably it could have it's only a thought it's only a thought right because now you're feeling that maybe i should have pushed so let me try and push uh, that on my child correct so your unfulfilled dream is is trying to be pushed on to the child only because you feel today that that might be, have been a good it's not the truth it's all feelings right it's all feeling what every parent need to do is you need to completely eliminate your your uh, uh, your past from from our records because if that is playing on our child no it is not we are not looking at the child in 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 totality today but we are looking at the prism from our past you're getting the point so allow the child to be if she is good in uh, what uh, uh, singing or uh, she wants to learn the notes maybe when the pandemic is over you put her to classes she will pick it up if she is really interested in it okay mm-hmm. But it is only my thought that she has to push herself because we have learned in corporates, you know, out of your comfort zone, only everything is there and all these things are there. right? <laughs> so we are trying to push them and they are saying, no, I'm right. So this is a small thing. I think allow her to be now five years old. Let her enjoy the music as she is. And if she's really interested, when you put her in the real classes, she will pick up. Don't worry. Don't, worry. Don't look it from the prism of our past. This is important. You're getting the point. That has to be completely taken off.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because what 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 we need to understand also is no, when we were children, who all were our parental figures? No, maybe our parents, our uncles, and whoever was there, they all had an influence on us. And even today, unconsciously, you will see that you might behave like what your father or mother behaved to you when you were a, as a child. And suddenly you'll, say, my God, I'm just like my mother now. No, I'm. What? Remember that time we thought mother was doing wrong, but today I'm become. Uh, I'm also acting just like my mother. Right. Then the mother will say, now you know, now what I did that time. <laughs> right, So it's those unconscious patterns which are working in us. We need to take them out. Look at your child as a complete different individual growing to find what they are good at. That's all. And you'll see, you'll enjoy every moment of it. You'll enjoy every moment of it.
2: While we do this uh, Girish, how do we ensure that we have the right value system for children? Because that would be the basis for everything, right? Even if we set them free.
0: Yeah, the right value system cannot be taught because every school has a moral science, but yes, do, do do. the students really listen to what is said there. No, but how values are developed, they will see what is happening at home. How the mother and father is, is conducting themselves, they will imbibe it totally. You cannot teach them, but they will Every act of yours, you know, how you, you behave with you know, a neighbor, how you behave. I always say, uh, if you behave differently with, with your uh, housemaid or the security or the cab driver, right? and you behave differently with people of different societies, your child will say, this is how we need to treat them. Mm-hmm. But if I am able to treat everybody equally, if I am able to follow whatever rituals and cultures and all these things in a manner at home, they will take it. And many people say, uh, from very orthodox families, you no know, we we are like this, but my child is not only not even following anything that we do. We cannot force that as well because certain things till they are 18 or something, they will become rebellious, they will rebel against all all the things that we follow because they feel that they have the independence of choosing it. But what they have seen till that time you no, know, as they grow, they will imbibe that in, in their in their life because that those are things which will, will which will be registered. Teaching will not work. Telling them do this, do this, no, um, do namaste when elder people come. But when you're doing it uh, on a daily basis, they see it. right? Respecting others and all these things. So values are, are are imbibed by seeing people around. Cannot be thought.
1: I think that's the toughest part of being a parent. You always have to be a role model and do things the right way. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. Because otherwise, they'll talk immediately that you're telling me uh, not to watch mobile full time. I'll see you on mobile. They'll ask you immediately, right? I want to inculcate uh, reading in my children, but none of my parents read. Will they become <laughs> good readers? They will not become good readers, right? right? So it's what they see. What they see.
2: I was just thinking that you know, some, one or two pressing things that as parents, what we go through right now is, whatever we say, it's falling on deaf ears we tell our children to switch off the light before coming out of the room. It will not happen. Or if uh, we ask them to, that piece of cloth is fallen there, can you please pick it up for me and put it there? It will not happen. So it is either falling on deaf ears that, uh, or kids sometimes they throw tantrums for very silly reasons or there are discipline issues. So how do we tackle this? Because these I are like everyday things.
0: Things. right 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 and
2: point so handling, of which is leading to reaction and you know keeping yes. us away from the response
0: yes, yes yes see for handling tantrums no we need to follow uh, a set procedure okay and uh, uh, let's say um, simple thing no watching mobile i think that's one of the biggest challenges which everybody uh, is facing they don't have control on their mobiles they use for full time and we, we get annoyed. I think that's that's a challenge which everybody is facing. And when you take off the mobile or you say something, they start throwing tantrums. No, I will not study, uh, do all these things, close themselves and all these things. Sit with them, Aram say, and tell them very clearly. See, uh, we will allow usage of mobile for whatever particular time. They say for children below two years, there should be no mobile. That's what doctors say because it, it hampers their you know, brain functioning, but two to Little elder, not more than two hours. Okay, after that, not more than two hours. At least school children, five to uh, what uh, college? Uh, not more than two hours, but they use five, six, seven hours. But let's make a condition before itself. What I tell my daughters is five to seven is allowed for you on your mobile, and you know? nobody is going to ask you anything. But if that continues beyond it, okay, what you have to do is you have to tell what we are going to do and make the consequences clear before itself. Okay, mm-hmm. before itself, most of the time, what we do when we find them not using much more than what we expect, we take it, we throw or we shout at them, and all these things right. We did not tell them what they should do or what the consequences are,
2: mm-hmm. right,
0: so tell the consequence, but make the consequence very, very severe in the sense, say that if I find right that you're using mobile after seven o'clock for the next two weeks you will not have mobile i don't mind even you missing classes i don't mind you missing classes but two w- next two weeks you are not going to have mobile at all right now after you make this the next day you see what is happening right and if it does not happen you need to implement what you said mm. and when you implement don't be angry don't show your aggressiveness on every other thing that they do, that is a different matter. You made a rule. You made the consequence that is going to be implemented, but you will not get angry. You will not be aggressive. At the same time, you will not become emotional. What the child can do? Child can say, I will not eat food. Right. You're not giving me I will not eat food. Now you wait till 9 o'clock, nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock, then mother instinct will come. Yo, my child is not eating. Better give, okay, okay, don't stay hungry. Take your mobile. You lost the war. You lost it completely. This is a strategy that they are building. You're getting it? And yes. two, three times, then mommy, daddy will tell what they want. But later, they will listen to what I say. Let them not have food for one night. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Hmm second day maybe after two days again they again implement it two three times you no know, for for many things that you want to for you you do this they will understand that my parents mean what they say right. right but question ourselves and see how many times we have told several things but we did not implement it check and see we have told but we did not implement it because either we were emotionally what melted Or we became very angry, or we felt guilty of what we did. Something of that happened, and we allowed that to happen.
1: Hmm. Right. So all these things have to come in the house rule book to say so. Start with small
0: things. Start with small things, then implement it. Implement it. The only things which are very dangerous for them. Okay. I'm not saying put everything half an hour study in five minutes again. No, no. But mobile, yes. Take it as a serious, serious issue. Where even brilliant children can go to become nothing if they are addicted to mobile, right? So this is something which we need to consider Or you implement those uh, my family app. You no, know? after some time, none of the apps or nothing will work. Implement those things, right? right? So what we need to understand is make a rule, tell the consequence, implement it. Both husband and wife in tandem, because if one person is emotional, one person is. No, no, no. Again, problem clash will happen between both of you, yes. right? And the child knows where to where to pin and where to get things done. But only thing, don't be aggressive, don't be emotional.
2: Right.
0: Okay. This is on handling tantrums. What was the other thing you asked me? Ah, not listening to no uh, small things. This is happening everywhere. But what you need to do is, uh, certain things which your child is doing, okay, is causing a lot of more work for you. Correct. That child is not uh, picking up things, not uh, keeping the uh, things in order, not coming for food on time. right? Mm-hmm. So this is all increasing your work. Correct? Yeah. So you have to clean the plates or um, uh, set yeah. the table and all these things you know, and you have other work also. So what you need to tell the child here is the moment you say you are not listening, you are not doing this, you are creating trouble for me. The more you use the letter you or the word you, you are putting the blame on the child and the child will not listen. Right? What you need to tell is because of certain action of yours, right? Because you are not what uh, uh, picking up the uh, what the clothes and keeping it on time, mummy has to do extra work. Okay, you tell, I have to do extra work, and this is causing a lot of trouble for me. I am getting headache and all the Tell exactly how you, and I am feeling really bad about it. Right now, the moment you say something that you are doing. Is causing hurt for me and I am feeling bad about it. In some days, you will find that the child will start doing that work because you didn't put the blame on the child. You said how bad you felt because of it. Right. You're getting it. And no child, let me tell you, no child wants to see their parents hurt. No child wants. But what we are doing is the way we are communicating with them, we are hurting them and they are cutting off with us. (laughs) You know? Correct. So only tell the action what you did, how it has impacted me and how I am feeling about it and do it for two, three times. When you're doing it, you tell that, right? And you will find that maybe after three, four times, the child will start doing it.
2: One more pressing point is the pestering of our children. You know, (coughs) we really, we take a strong stand that we will not give in, but they pester us so much that we end up like, okay, do it. Like, okay, take it, you know
1: persistence from their side actually.
2: <laughs> wow. Major and the same persistence will not be shown in some other things, important things. So uh, how to tackle that?
0: See I what I feel is they are pestering at a time that they know that you have something more important to do. Yes. So you feel that oh, let the headache go from me at least I can have. You're getting the point. So they're watching all these things and they know what time to do this, what time to do. So if they know that your priorities are much more, we we'll yield into it. right they're, they're checking on and, and getting there. But for that we need to keep that I told you know the, the condition, the consequence, make it for this also. right
2: Yes, yeah. all these three things that you mentioned are that you suggested are breaking the pattern that you are in yes. and forming yes. a new pattern towards better parenting and co- more conscious parenting.
0: Yes.
1: Do, would you like to share a conclusion for being a coach or a counselor to your uh, child, or any tips, something for the parents to remember?
0: First and foremost is stop thinking that this is my child. You no, know? that's the first thing which has to go. I know it's difficult, but that's the most important thing. The moment you start feeling it, that you no, know, this is my child, it has to go. All your conditions, all your judgments, everything will fall in place. Will fall in place. We have to be non-judgmental. And for that I'm not saying that uh, we, uh, we should not uh, what treat our children in, in a, like like our children I'm not saying that but don't have that possessiveness don't have the, the the attachment more to your children because once that comes you no know, you cannot get out of your judgment and the moment you cannot get out of your judgment your actions will definitely be because there are many things which will follow it. What will the others think? Many mothers have said, see, I'm not able to do good to my child. Am I a bad mother? Mm-hmm. You no. Know? We start taking that guilty feeling that if my child does wrong, then I am, I am being take out all these things. First and foremost, take out all the guilty feeling that you are good, you are bad, your child is good, bad. Nothing like that. You're looking at your child as a completely different person, right? And As a parent, am I growing along with my child? Point number. Children will grow automatically, but am I growing as a parent or am I acting even much more worse than my child? (laughs) (laughs) Number three, every moment the child is holding a mirror and saying, Daddy, Mommy, this is the way you're behaving. Am I seeing the good behavior or am I not seeing the good behavior? Correct? No? child is 3 4 5 6 7 8 10 small still don't know brain not developed confusions all are there and that child is holding a mirror and what is it that i am seeing as a parent there is it something good the way i behaved or wrong and these things will automatically make you conscious to parent in a different manner <laughs> right yeah.
1: so, so darling, in the parent, i think that's a yeah. wonderful way to conclude and to give a positive message to the parent to help them in
0: their journey as well. Absolutely. And don't look at quick fixes. No, I want to change this behavior. I want to change that behavior. It doesn't happen like that. Look at the child as a complete totality.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, like Alani said, it's going to be of great help because these are daily fights and these yes. are daily incidents that frustrate you. Yes. And it keeps bottling up and then you know, it's automatically out of your hands and it's very late to realize it. So, thank you. <laughs> it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much once again.
0: Thank you so much. One last so much. thought, what I would uh, <laughs> like to say. Is if every any parent feels that I am ready to change the way I am parenting, things can change overnight. But the moment I feel that I want to change my child, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You know, This is an uncomfortable thing, but that's a fact. That's a fact
2: upon us,
1: That's yes. the it's upon yes. us. Yes. that is upon us it should
2: be highlighted <laughs> yes exactly with this we come to the end of this episode a big big learning for all of us in our next episode we will be talking about something very different but something very useful for parents when it comes to the health of their children so the topic is essential oils and its uses we will be talking to the expert nana lim from singapore who is currently based in hong kong and she will be sharing with us how can essential oils be a part of your daily routine and protect you keep you safe from the pollution outside from the common cuffs colds uh, you know health problems that we all go through or even for our immunity it's a very interesting episode something i did not know about but was very impressed once i started using it I'm sure you guys will love it too. This episode will be released on the 2nd of June. So stay tuned. See you next time. Until then, goodbye, stay safe and happy parenting.
1: Happy parenting. The content of this podcast is a copyright of the makers of this podcast, Partners in Upbringing. The information and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice stated. Please refer to https colon forward slash forward slash Partners in for further details.